He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth, the world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 All right, recording live here from Dallas, Texas. Frisco, Texas, actually. And we're here at the championship game of the opening. I got my partner Greg Biggins on the line. GB, how you doing? Keith, what's up? This is interesting. (laughs) This is very interesting, my man. Recording live from the championship game of the opening touchdown pass by Spencer Rattler to get it started. To Henderson. But hey, this is the transparent truth, GB. And uh, it gets no truer than this, my friend. What do you think? No, man, I think these are the, probably the two best teams that I saw. And uh, so not surprised that they both made it this far, you know, led by really strong quarterbacks, Spencer Rattler on one side, Bo Nick on the other side. So it was, uh, yeah, man, it's a pretty good event, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting home, Keith. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's been a long four days. And uh, this Spencer Rattler team, I mean, they're loaded. They've got players, Blaylock. Hazelwood, they got guys all over the field. I mean, you know what? That's that's, that's the other thing. Uh, but yeah, Rattler, that's Boomin. They, they, they got, got of, Boomin. Rattler yeah, that's Boomin. But, but Boomin team's got strong Bo here as of late. Yeah. We got a little controversy going yeah, for two-point conversion. We don't need to get play-by-play at all here, but um, right. definitely a, a unique way to do this. But, hey, why don't we just, why don't we just like, do what we did last year, right? Why don't just break down? My position, sure. what you liked, what you thought. Start off with quarterbacks. Give me a, give me your thoughts. Absolutely, I thought uh, Ryan Hilinski from start to finish from Orange Luther. I thought he he took over the event, Greg, from day one. I thought he looked um, he looked the part uh, as a franchise quarterback from day one. Just big, physical in the pocket, on air, accurate throws. Um, you know, infectious smile, very personable, a terrific personality, and a great energy about himself. I thought he set the tone day one, uh, just coming in, leading the drills, and having fun, playing with a smile, you see. No, he had a great week for sure. I thought four guys kind of separated themselves, and, you know, it wasn't a great week in terms of the 12 overall, but I thought with Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, Bo Nix, Ryan Helensky, I thought those four you know, we're clearly the, the top guys. Ryan, you know, him and Kyle Ford, and all of a sudden we'll get the receivers later, but they had a, a special connection. And, uh, you know, Ryan was hitting Ford all day long, every single day. You know, the only times that they lost, you know, were the games when, you know, maybe he tried to almost force it into Ford a little too much. That happened yesterday. But overall, you know, I thought Ryan definitely had a really good week. And, uh, I mean, no easier guy to root for, for sure. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with three out of four. I really like the way Bo Nix looked. Uh, I haven't seen much of him, you know, kind of leading up to the event, but you talk about a guy who was accurate with the football and did not turn it over, protected it at all costs at all three levels. I really like the way he loved his team now in the championship. Uh, I think Spencer Rattler came on strong at the end for me. I didn't see him much the first two days. Today he's been money in the bank. He's a guy who oozes that gene DNA. I mean, just when the, when the situation gets tight, and it's kind of clutch time. He rises to the occasion, makes beautiful throws, and uh, there you go. Nick's late down the middle, almost gets picked off. It gets dropped. <laughs> but, uh, Spencer Rattler, he really showed his major championship medal, GB, I thought. 
I, I'm going to disagree with you on Sam Howell. I didn't see Sam a ton. I did see him some. The game that I did see him, he threw three picks, two for touchdowns. He really, really struggled getting the ball out on time. He's accurate outside the numbers. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily give him the nod just based on my eyes and what I saw from him. He probably has good games outside of what I saw. But the other three, most definitely. But I thought Halinski uh, really stood tall. You know, that's the cool thing about, you know, we took stats on every single game. You know, completions, receiver, completions, pass breakups for the DBs. And, and uh, so how um, he actually, even with the three-pick game, look at that deep ball right there. Goodness. Was that Hazelwood? better than that. Yes. But, uh, no, how Hazelwood. Yeah, dude, he's special talent for sure. He had a little skirmish yesterday with Mr. Man of Steel, Chris Steele. How was that that game? Yeah. But, uh, no, I, the game that you saw, I know Sam Howell struggled, but he, he was uh, very efficient. He still led, had the highest percentage of touchdown drives over any quarterback. That was before today. Okay. Um, and okay. I thought he had probably the – maybe he had the best day on air. Um, was really good that day. So, I, I liked all four of those guys for sure. Okay. You want to let's skip take the running back to, uh, or the quarterbacks? Yeah, let's get to the running back groups. Um I think way, way out front was Trace Anders for me, Greg. I mean, his combination of size, strength, speed, um, and just skill. I mean, the guy catches the ball easily, fluid, like a receiver. He's got a serious burst up the field. Didn't know Trace Anders could run the way he can. Of course, I saw him last year against Centennial, plus one for 80. Uh, but until you see it in person, you don't get a real feel for it. He caught a ball on the flat. I mean, he outran the entire secondary for about a 60-yard touchdown. Trey Sanders, a special running back, also thought Austin Jones, which both Dow, was electric in space, making people miss and being an outlet for the quarterback. And then Noah King, when healthy, is as good as you're going to get across the country. He can run with power, with speed. Uh, he can shake you and break you. Uh, he can catch the ball really well and just a big time competitor built for the next level. You know what I mean? He's got that, yeah, yeah. that size, that thickness that you need to take that pounding at the next level. So I really like those three guys. Bo Nick is on fire right now, Keith. On fire. Speaking of Team Boomin, that's who's absolutely absolutely blown this game open already. It's uh, two scores to zero. Or was it eight to seven? I thought it was one each. Um, but their running back, Eric Gray, was the guy we loved. Again, led the tournament in receptions, led the tournament in touchdowns. So, um, again, I'm not sure if you got to see much of, of Eric Gray earlier, but uh, he was dynamic uh, out of the backfield. And even though they had those great receivers on that team booming squad, George Pickens and Jadon Hazelwood, Eric Gray, great all-around tournament, again, leading catches, leading touchdowns. And I liked him. I, I liked Sean Dollars. You know, he played with Austin Jones in the same team and had a ton of catches had the backfield. Quarterback struggled on that team. A lot of check downs. But uh, Sean had one of my favorite plays, a little corner wheel route, the corner of the end zone that he caught over a guy. So I thought, uh, in addition to the guys, I think Eric Gray and Sean Dollars played pretty well. Pretty well as well, Keith. Yeah, I saw Sean Dollars make some plays, you know, after the catch. That's the thing with Sean Dollars. He's got the ability to one step and get to full speed very, very quickly. Uh, he's got terrific acceleration in the open field. He can make guys mess. He's just a guy who's reliable underneath. You need that as a third-down quarterback. You can dump the ball off on third and seven. You can dump it off at three. He can go get you nine and move the chain. So, dollars getting money here at the opening. Getting money. I like it. Wide receivers. Who was your guy? Wow. 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 It's hard to pick one. What hard to pick one. Or did you, did you have one? Week. Yeah. For me, there was hard one. To pick there was one, one obvious one. It was easy. I was yeah, joking. There was, there was one an easy, one. easy. One guy had like 
30 catches more than the second best guy. And uh, <laughs> this is this is that's a guy that's pretty true. close to home for us. Pretty close to home for us, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Why don't you I mean, introduce? Why don't you introduce this guy? You know, I, the way only you can. Here. Hey, listen. I wish we had him here. I thought he was next to me, but he's not. He might be <laughs> down a couple tables down. But Kyle Gene Ford. Now we're not talking Gene and talk about Levi's GB. We're not talking about Gene in terms of you know John Claude or Gene Claude Van Dam. I'm talking Gene Ford. I'm talking about the genes in your DNA. This kid is made up of straight nails and steel. What a week for Kyle Gene Ford. There was nothing he didn't do at a super high level. A short route, he got separation. Uh, tight windows, he muscled his body through and pulled in contested catches. Vertical routes, he ran past every DB who guarded and stepped in front of him. Uh, Kyle Ford was spectacular. Nothing but spectacular. And I think he's going to make a push for the top wide receiver in the nation. What are your thoughts, Jimmy? Oh, 100%. 100%. He's number one. He's got to be the number one guy, right? This is the biggest stage, and he was hands down the top guy. And in fact, you know, for for our, you know, for 247, he it will be the, the he's not, his team didn't even make the final, yet he still will be the overall MVP, the overall alpha from this yeah. event. And like yeah. you said, man, he did every, he did everything. And there was a game where he looked exhausted, kind of doing, just walking back. Dude, how good is Spencer Rattler right now, Keith? He's come on so strong lately. Oh, man. Yeah. For a guy yeah. who's got a body that's real thin and skinny, man, he can get a lot of juice in the ball. But Kyle Ford is yeah. not thin and skinny, dude. And the cool thing for, for me yeah. is when I see, you know, kind of some of the national guys who haven't ever seen Kyle Ford, when they see him for the first time, they're like, oh, my gosh, this Kyle Ford guy. So dominated yeah. on the biggest stage, more touchdowns, more catches, more highlight real plays. He was the dude, and like I said, him and Ryan Helensky, it's almost like, almost like they know each other. They have some kind of weird chemistry. I don't know how that developed, but I'm going to assume it's probably playing together <laughs> the last couple of years. But that was a special combination. Cal yeah, yeah. Ford was number one by a landslide. GB, it, it, it begs the question, have you seen a combination like this in years past in the opening? Of course, you've been to probably every opening. I don't remember a combination being this good at an elite event like this. I mean, can you keep going that for a second? Never. No, because, I mean, in years past, it's always been a, a plethora of receivers. Like, even right now, right? We're watching Spencer Rally. He's got two or three guys he's relying on. Uh, with Bo Nix, God, that was a beautiful pass. With Bo Nix, he's got George yeah. Pickens in on Hazelwood. And although that team also had Kobe Bowman and Jude Wolf, who were really good, it was the Kyle Ford show. He went to him so yeah, often. I, I would bet, again, I don't have the stats in front of me, I would bet he probably set a record, Keith, for most touchdown catches and most receptions in a tournament. Uh, I mean, it was it was on. He was getting ten to twelve catches every single game. Yeah, it, it was it was dominant. I mean, I don't know what the, you know what it was, Greg. Um, it was it was. Uh, I don't dominant. know the words. I don't know words to describe word. it. I mean, something other. It was tr- it was <laughs> transcending. That's why it was it was a transcending performance. I mean, it was just really really special and. Wow, what a great job he did. I mean, he was explosive. He was dynamic. He was strong. He was physical. I mean, and, and he set guys up. He, he was fantastic. I want to talk about some other guys. Um, heard a lot about Garrett Wilson coming out this way, GB. And uh, I thought he was a little bit bigger 
on tape that he is in person. He's not the biggest kid, but another guy like California, he wills himself to the ball. Even though exhausted, tired, breathing heavy, he still wills himself to make plays in the clutch. I love Garrett Wilson. I thought he was phenomenal. Jadon Hazelwood from Georgia. Uh, I thought he's the number one prospected receiver. I thought he was very, very good as well. Uh, Ramel, I can't remember Ramel's last name, but he's from Marietta, yeah, Georgia Keaton. as well. Keaton. Ramel Keaton. Uh, I thought he was very good from day one. I kind of spotted him, and I said, man, this guy. And uh, he was smooth. He was long, kind of built out of that A.J. Green mold with a limp and smooth route running. I thought he was very I mean, there were a ton of guys that were good. I thought our guy Giles Jackson from Freedom High School in Northern California in a slot, I thought he was a problem for everybody. I thought he was the he best slot guy. Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he blew there, up right? the ratings portion. Yeah, he, I thought he was phenomenal. Um, there were so many good receivers, and, and I hate to slight anybody. Uh, Dominique Blaylock, the kid from Georgia, I thought, has shown up really well, especially here of late. But like you said, man, Kyle Ford was on another level, champ. Another I, I level. Like, I don't want to seem like a West Coast homer, but I think the, probably the two best slot guys were, were probably Giles and Micah Pittman. You know, Micah, I think Micah Pittman is yeah. actually number two in catches overall catches. He gives yeah. the same kind of you know, dynamic plays down the field. Um, but Mike is that strong underneath guy. He's a route runner. He's got strong hands, strong body. You can't muscle him off the ball. You can't knock him off his route. And he, and he, and he doesn't drop anything. So, And then Giles is that dominant, uh, is that dynamic jitterbug guy. You give the ball to him. Like, yes. You guys miss and make plays. So I thought those two guys are very good down the slot. Uh, tight end wise, you know, I love Jude Wolf. It was great to see him finally get the ball you know, we talked jokes, jokes all the time last year about give Jude the ball at Bosco. And then Austin, right. Stoughton, who's playing right now for Team Overdrive, he, uh, I mean, he's big old body, 6'6", six, six, and 225, and made a ton of catches the couple games I've watched. So, um, tight ends overall, I, I thought were just okay. But like you mentioned, man, a lot of good receivers. A lot of good receivers. Yeah, yeah, there were. Yeah, there were. You know what? You know what else there was a lot of GD? There's a lot of blown coverages, too. You know, guys kind of running wide open down the field. You just had one right there, but it was a, uh, a underthrown ball by Bonex. Guy kind of breaks it up, but it, it was a plethora of receivers. And maybe GB, the best receiver from this area, didn't even attend the opening because he wasn't at a regional. But I got a chance to talk to him yesterday, Dalen Wright out of West Mesquite. Ho ho ho! Wait until you see this monster—a combination of Terrell Owens and Randy Moss. Hey, 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 don't let me get in front of myself. I know what you're going to say. Keith, you're exaggerating like you normally do. GD, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> you know me too well. You right know me, here. How do you know me so well? <laughs> this kid right here is uber special. Mark my words, and remember I told you this, unbelievable. So, you know, he wasn't here playing. He was on the side of the sideline standing yesterday. So I won't talk too much about him. Let's move along. Let's go. Uh, let's go offensive line. Chibi. What do you think about that? Oh, uh, you'll go offensive line. Okay, uh, offensive line. Um, I had a couple guys, and I don't know if you get to watch the best on best today. Yesterday, yes. Um, I, ta- I had two guys yesterday uh, who are my two best guys, and neither were my two best guys today. Yesterday, I, I loved Wanye Morris, and it was the best I've ever seen Evan Neal. Those are my two best guys on Monday. Yeah. Today, the guys that stepped up were Kenyon Green and then Harry Miller. Kenyon yeah. Green was the only guy I saw beat Nolan Smith a couple times, and it's really hard to beat Nolan Smith. And then Harry Miller on the inside was about the only guy I saw, you know, do some things against Jacob Bandis, the D-tackle. So those yeah. four guys, uh, Boris, 
Neil on Monday, Kenyon Green, Terry Miller on Tuesday, which is today. I, I thought all four were pretty solid all week long. What do you think? No, I definitely agree. Uh, Harry Miller, he's guy can stone you as soon as that ball snaps. He's got a very physical punch. Doesn't look like an overly physical guy, but, man, once he gets his hands and locks into you, you don't go anywhere. He stoned Bandits a couple times. Bandits was dominant all week long. Uh, the kid Warren on the edge, man. He's talking about a big dancing bear, a jumbo athlete on the edge, mirroring pass rushers, edge rushers, staying in front. Like you said, Nolan Smith is probably the most dynamic pass rusher that I've seen on the high school level, GB, in, in years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, just talking about, I'm talking years. And uh, Warren did a great job neutralizing him on a few occasions. So I definitely agree with you in those terms. Evan Neal, I mean, hey, man, 6'7", what do you say, 375? You know, he's he laid in at 391, Keith. 391. That was his, uh, that was his weight at one of the regionals. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's unbelievable. I mean, but All he, I, could I think don't want to see Greg. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. All I could think about. All you can think about. Yeah. You know, watching both IMG kids was just a modern day matchup, right? I'm, I'm thinking, okay, sure. Are we going to see a little Brew McCoy off the edge going against Evan Neal and Miles Morale against Nolan Smith? I mean, I hope that'd be a fun matchup. But it was fun watching those two guys and kind of envisioning the pads on already, Keith. I already have my vision for this fall when those two oh, titanic no heavyweights nope. battle. Yes. Yes, there's no doubt about it. You start projecting matchups. You start looking at strengths and weaknesses. I tell you what, you, I, I don't care miles around who you got. You better not single block Nolan Smith. I can guarantee you on third and longer, it's going to be a major problem. You better keep tight it in. You better chip him, or he's going to have a field day. There's Spencer Rattler again throwing a dart for a touchdown, but they call a time on it for a sack. I'm telling you, man, Rat- Rattler is a championship player. He has not looked this good all week. But when the brightest of lights came on GB, he is showing up big time. Dude, Rattler struggled a little bit a couple of days ago. Rattler, Rattler was my favorite yeah, guy probably in the first two. Uh, you know, they had, a, they had a little workout, I want to say, on Friday. But days are all messed up for me now. And then even on Saturday. And then he was just yeah. okay the first day of 7-on-7. Seven seven. But, yeah, like right now, dude, the lights are on. And, and he's stepping up. And he's throwing lights out right now. This is an unbelievable final. 13-8 to eight for Team Overdrive. And... Man, these teams with a lot of a lot of talent that's still right now. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But back to you know, Evan Neal, man, big athletic kid. <laughs> six, seven, six, eight, three, ninety. You can't believe how big this kid is. I met his mom, Sheila, uh, a few nights ago. Terrific lady. Um, you know, she's very, very proud of her son. Evan Neal, man, you talk about a guy who's gonna make millions of dollars, Greg. You are looking at a millionaire in the making. Evan Neal is gonna get paid big time down the road as a right tackle or a left tackle. He's got a special skill set for a big man that's light on the puppy that can move laterally. Neutralized Kayvon Thibodeau on a few occasions yesterday. Today, not so much. Thibodeau, we'll talk about him in a minute. Um, with some great matchups with Evan Neal, GB. Yeah, you want to give just a little West Coast love, right? That's kind of probably most of our viewership is out West. A little West Coast love for some of the guys. What, what do you think? Uh, you know, Jonah Tawanu, um, Anoki Bimahe, yeah. uh, Duke Clemens. Um, Nathan Kalepo. Nathan Kalepo, Nathaniel Kalepo. Uh, all those guys, you know, I thought for me, uh, they had moments. Um, you know, yes. I thought, you know, Tawanu is was moving all over the place. I saw him play left and right tackle. He played some guard. 
and he had some good reps. And then I saw him get put on skates a couple of times. He was playing darts. That was, you know, that was probably a difficult matchup. Him moving inside, he's not used to that. You know, I thought Duke Clemens kind of struggled a little bit. He, he plays tackle for Punahou, but he had to play center out here. And you know, the guy's light. He's playing baseball, so he was probably 250 pounds. And he's going against these guys yeah. who are 320, 330. And so Bandis really kind of embarrassed him a couple of days ago. And I, I, I thought, you know, I, I thought it was a, it was a rough, rough week for him. I still like him as a prospect, though. I think he's a guy, once he can, you know, he's a three-sport guy. And I love a three-sport athlete. I think once he devotes all the time to just one sport, I think he's going to be good. So for me, I love his upside. I thought Kalepa was solid. I thought, he, you know, again, probably 50-50. You know, he'd win one, lose one. Wasn't dominant. Wasn't yeah. embarrassed, didn't embarrass himself at all. So, and then Bimahe, I, I thought he was good. But then I, I thought he had a rough go. And a couple days ago, again, our guy came on Thibodeau. But again, who did it? So kind of kind of a breakdown of those right. four West Coast guys. Yeah, so, you know, coming in, Kalepo, I thought he was a guy that played too high, not enough knee being. I thought he would get overpowered in this type of environment. But held his own, like you said. I thought he, he's probably 50-50, won some, lost some. But he showed up well uh, in the reps that he won. Even the reps that he lost, he didn't get dominated. Uh, there were more of technique errors, you know, kind of being a little bit off balance, leaning too much to the outside, trying to stop edge rushers getting beat inside or getting maybe knocked back because he wasn't square enough with his toes. Uh, but I thought he showed for himself well. Uh, Jonah Tawandu, I thought athletically he fit in this environment. I thought he could move and mirror and stay in front of guys. Well, like you said, GB, I think inside he struggled. Those guys were quick off the ball and they were into his chest immediately. He's not used to uh, getting that immediate pressure because he's an edge player at Narbonne. Uh, so he kind of struggled in the interior. Yaki Ika really got after him a couple times. But Talendu, once he was on the edge in a, in a familiar role, in a familiar place, I thought he moved his feet well and got his hips towards the pass rusher and really locked out the state front did a solid job. Uh, talk about the kid from Punahou, Duke Clemens. I think he was all overwhelmed in this environment. Uh, I'm not sure if they got anything like this back home. These big boys uh, were not just big, great. These were great athletes up front and in the interior. Like you said, he was playing center sometimes. Uh, like you said, going against the Yaki Eagles, who's, who's listed 360, he's probably more like 385. I mean, it was just <laughs> a mismatch. And whatever he wanted to knock him back onto his heels, he could. So the t- it was a tough deal. And uh, Boone, Boone, hey? Punaho. No, the. The, the other kid by, by him. Oh yeah, yeah, and and okay, and okay, Bimahe. Yeah, Bimahe, Bimahe, decent job at times. I say he was probably thirty three percent, so he probably lost um, two out of every three reps. I thought he competed hard. I didn't think he embarrassed himself at all. Uh, those West Coast guys stood in there. They battled. They fought. Of course, you know, uh, you know, the South. They're known for their interior defensive line play and offensive line play. And those guys stood up tall. But our West Coast guys, they held strong, held their own. They competed, and that's all we can really ask them to do. Hey, man, so let's just jump right to D Lyman. Uh, obviously, there, there was two elite, elite defensive ends, Kayvon Thibodeau, Nolan Smith. Which one of those guys, Keith, I'm putting you on the spot right now. Which one of those guys did you like better this week? GB, you know, normally that'd be a tough decision for me. Uh, but it's not. Nolan Smith um, is an elite pass rusher. He will be an elite pass rusher at the next level and the next next level. I'm projecting to be a first-round pick. Uh, cut out the Vic Beasley mode. I was just an elite athlete with unbelievable change of direction and explosiveness and flexibility on the edge. 
But I think Kayvon Thibodeau, his blend of size, length, power, quickness, but intelligence, football intelligence, having a game plan with his hand in the ground. To me, I take Kayvon Thibodeau. He's got a plethora of ways he can beat you. He can beat you with speed. He can beat you with finesse. He can beat you with power. He can beat you with his brain. He's a phenomenal prospect. Uh, you know, I, I've got him slated to be a top 10, top 15 draft pick when it's time to come out to the NFL draft. So I'm going with KTA out of Oaks Christian. Let's go inside. Uh, again, I, I don't know if it probably was a surprise for some of the uh, of the national people seeing for the first time, but big Jacob Bandis. They yeah. lived in that 6-3. I think he's probably closer to 6-1. Um, he might have been the best D-tackle in the event. I mean, what did you think? I'll I tell you what, he was the most productive. So if you say this yeah, is the no, elite camp. the most reps, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're evaluating off this camp. He was dominant in the middle. Um, if you were to ask me, I'd probably say he won 95, maybe 90% of his reps. Um, he was virtually unblockable. His quickness, his first-step quickness, his ability to use that double swipe to beat the hands of an offensive guard or center, uh, I thought was special. He had a move that other guys could not stop, Greg, and it's through repetition and understanding what your skill set is to put that move and that skill set on a national scale. And I thought it came through for him clutch, uh, and I see him climbing up the rankings big time, GB. He was phenomenal in the interior. Yeah, no, he had that. It was funny that one day, I think it was yesterday, he kept doing that somersault, right? Where he get past the center or guard, <laughs> and then he kind of get clipped, and he must have had like three or four somersaults in a row. But remember, I, I talked to you. I, I wasn't trying to say he was as good or the same prospect, but he kind of reminded me a little bit of Eddie Banner does with that explosive punch. Yes. You got that, just that, that little punch power, and then he can go. Um, you mentioned Jack Yika earlier, and I, man, I really liked him. Again, 360. But he moves much better than a guy with that kind of weight. I mean, he's got some light feet, and I, I hope he can really start dropping the weight because I think the guy could be really, really good. He doesn't just beat you with power like a lot of 360 kids do. But he, he showed me that he's got a little, you know, a little lateral mobility. He's got some quickness at the line of scrimmage. So I like those two big D tackles a lot for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Siaki is just a man inside. I mean, he could pull and pull you. He could hit you with the club under, club over. Uh, and at, at some point in time, he's going to knock you right back on your butt. Siaki Ika out of East High School in Utah, he was good. I want to shout out a couple of other guys. How about uh, Stripling, Marcus Stripling, I believe his name is. He's a kid from the South. I mean, athletic interior guy, Anna Edge, kind of a combo rusher. He can kick inside in a nickel package, or he can be an edge guy. Very good quickness. I thought he was about 50-50 on reps, uh, but he really flashed. And when I get really quickly back to the outside, Zach Harrison out of Ohio, six foot six, 245 pounds, ran a 4-4-7 40-yard dash. And, you know, still learning the position, still a bit green, but I thought he got better this week. When I saw him earlier in the week, I thought he was very, very raw. By the time the week the week ended, I thought he learned. I thought he applied what he had learned from the, the uh, experienced coaches that he had out there. I thought he started using those techniques and those moves to win. He's got elite length. He's got long legs, but they can move on the outside. I think it's only a matter of time until this guy becomes a dominant, dominant pass rusher off the edge. Uh, probably 
later than sooner, but you can see it coming, Greg. You can see it in the making. No, Zachary Harrison is the guy who we actually have as the number one player in the 2019 class, and I don't know if I agree with that, but all the things you just said are, are why. Because of the length, because he's 6'6 and 240, because he's a legit 4'4", 4'5", guy, because he doesn't know how to play right now, right? So he's not even close right. to being peaked. And, and we both love Nolan Smith and, and Kayvon, but they're so well coached and technique right now. Yeah. I mean, how much better will they get in college where a guy like Harrison? And that, that's the bummer for me was he plays in Ohio, therefore he couldn't pad up. Right, so those guys have right. to play. He had to go get the other guys who didn't have pads on, and those don't know what that means. You know, some state associations don't allow you to work out pads in the off season. So he and about two others who come from state associations with that similar were just wearing their normal helmet, but no shoulder pads. So they weren't going against the other guys. So we didn't get to see Zach go with much. But like you mentioned, the upside is, is really obvious. Um, I thought George Karlaftis was really good. Um, yes. He's got everything you want to see. The big 2020 kid, um, Brian Breezy. Brian Breezy. Huge. Yeah. 6'5 and, and 290. And again, I, I, I disagree a little bit with, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to disagree with my mail ticket, but, you know, I, I think, you know, me and Huff are both saying this guy's really good. Don't know if he's at the same level as Nolan Smith was last year at this event because he's a 2020 right. kid. Right. Smith. Uh, I, I don't think I'd take him over Savelle Smalls. But he's good, you know, right? He, he's, a, he's a good player. Again, doesn't know what he's doing. He relies on just being a big, raw, athletic kid, a lot of raw power, doesn't have a lot of moves. But there's obvious upside with him. Basketball player, I think he's a three-sport athlete. Saw some basketball highlights of him. He can get his head above the rim. Not his head. He's not Michael Jordan. He get his, he's getting his arm above the rim. So he's got a lot of size athleticism. And I thought Brian Breezy had a pretty solid week as well. Yeah, I thought he was solid. Uh, the same. I think the thing is about Breezy is he plays relentless, and I love that about yeah. him. He plays yeah. really, really hard. Um, and with that size, you talk about 6'5", 290, and play with a kind of a relentless motor. I think that translates really well to that level. Can he develop a finesse game, or is he just a big power kid, right? The thing that makes J.J. Watt so special at that size is he's got an unbelievable finesse game to go along with that that power and that explosiveness up front. So, Breezy, that's something that has to develop. You can project it development, but some guys don't get it developed, GB. So, I mean, you're, you're banking on this kid is going to get that part of his game down and it's going to become elite. Uh, I'm not sure if I totally agree with him being, uh, like you said, ranked so super high. I tend to agree with you. I think Savelle Small is a special project, prospect off the edge um, with special traits as a pass rusher and a zone dropper. But uh, Brian Brezzi, you know, acquitted himself very well this week. Um, and we'll see what he brings to the 2020 group next year. Oh, absolutely. How about some linebackers? You, you got a couple of backers that you like? Shoot, I do. Man, I do. I want to. Yeah, I want to start off with Justin Flo, uh, the 2020 Upland prospect. You know, probably the number one linebacker in the country in the 2020 class. I think you guys haven't rated that. Um, I, I know he didn't work out much yesterday, which was Monday. But I thought Sunday he was spectacular. Um, just his ability to infect others with the plays that he makes, uh, whether it be in one-on-one cat mouse or one-on-one pass drills, his physicality it inspires the masses. It creates an environment for his teammates to be to match his physicality. And to me, that's what makes a special linebacker. 
when you can make the other guys around you raise their game and raise their physicality to your level, that's how you become a dominant defense. I think that's what Ray Lewis did with the Baltimore Ravens. I think that's what Justin Flo will do uh, once he gets to college, a special prospect. Uh, but I loved Gabriel Floyd this week. I think the Gabriel Floyd may have um, inserted himself into the top linebacker in the nation prospect for the 2019 group. And very quickly, I want to shout out uh, Mikhail. What's my guy's name from St. John's? He's a 2020 kid, Mikhail Sherman. Mikhail Sherman, a 2020 kid uh, from St. John's High School on the East Coast. He did a phenomenal job. And I really love the way he looked this week, GB. Yeah, no, I'm with you on, on Gabe Floyd. And I've been a big fan of Gabe's for a long time. And, uh, you know, the thing with Gabe, he's all up 240 now. It says 226 in the program, but he's 240 now. And I tell you what, man, he can move. He ran a 4.7 today. He has gotten bigger, faster, and stronger. He was probably my favorite linebacker. I'm right there with you, um, with Gabe. And Justin Flo. I, I wish you could have competed more. I love him that first. I mean, he, he's mean, and I don't want to say he needs to dial it down. He might need to, whatever the, the next thing to dial it down means, uh, not just be so crazy. I don't want him to be that guy who's going to get kicked out of events because he's kind of, you know, he's on the border of, of reckless and being insane. But he was my yes. favorite linebacker two days ago. He didn't compete in Monday or today. So, obviously, yeah. you can't really have him on an all-tournament team. He didn't do any to seven on seven, but... Not only Keith, do I think he's the top linebacker in 2020, I will say he's the best guy right now in the country, regardless of class. I think he's that good. Yeah, no, a uh, special prospect. And, you know, and somebody was asking me, you know, he's a little crazy. I said, you know what? He straddles the line between uh, a little crazy and super intense. But I think he's crazy and then one step back. And uh, you know what? Coaches like me, we love players like that. So I think he's in a, he's in a good space. He's a really smart kid, too. Flo understands how to push the limits but not step over the line, I think. Uh, and I think he's going to be just fine. But like you said, Greg, he's a, he's a special prospect. And, and again, Mikhail. Oh, touchdown again. It was that Spencer Rattler with another touchdown throw. Yeah, I can't tell who that was, too. It was definitely Rattler. But I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get that yeah, number. Yeah, it was Rattler. Of the, so they're wearing these green jerseys. Now I can't see a number 10. on those things. things. It, it was number was 10. It 10? Yeah, Ken caught one earlier. Drive. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, oh, that'd be Theo. We caught one earlier. Who, who's, yeah, we a top five receiver. Yeah, he's a top five receiver. Absolutely, had a really good tournament. Hey, Owen Papo, Keith, uh, another guy. You know, yeah. smallish. Looks like a safety out there, but no one is more athletic. His his Nike numbers, transparent truth rating, was was off the charts. Six <laughs> one, uh, yeah. about two ten. I mean, the guy's a legit four four guy who can really run. He's so athletic, and. You know, yeah. anytime you got to mention top linebackers, you have to mention Owen Papo, too. I mean, he's an athletic freak out on the field. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. When I saw him as a freshman going into his sophomore year at the opening, I could not believe what I was watching. I had never seen a linebacker move so fast and so quick and so explosive in my life. And I've played with and against some of the best players um, that have come out of high school in the last, you know, 20, 30 years. Owen Papo is a special, special athlete. And I think in this day and age of the spread offense, Greg, when you need detached linebackers to play kind of like nickel linebackers in space, cover guys, be electric zone droppers that break on football, Owen Papo is how you would draw it up. His skill set, his size is how you would draw up that player if you had a chance to create him electronically. 
And so uh, he's a terrific fit for uh, Auburn. Uh, he's out of Grayson, Georgia, a phenomenal program where they put out like, 15 guys every year. And uh, Papo, he's not to take a backseat to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Hey, let's go to defensive backs here, Keith. We've got some event staff that are getting a little too aggressive, Keith. You know what I'm saying? So let's jump over to defensive <laughs> backs. And, and the guy that came in number one at our board before the event was Derek Stingley. I don't think he did anything to kind of hurt that rating. Again, for corners that are that good, you know, they don't get tested much. I don't know if he had a ton of interceptions or pass breakers. Again, we were cataloging all the stats and uh, just wasn't tested that much. Although, I, you know, the game I watched, he didn't have two interceptions. I think the guy's yeah. really, really good. He was my favorite corner that, that first Nike camp day. Um, the day that Justin Flo blew up. I, I thought Stephen was good. I mean, he's fluid. He's patient. He's everything you could want. I talked to the DB coaches here, uh, you know, Fletch and Eugene. They said he's coachable. He wants to learn. Uh, he's, he, again, I mentioned the word patience. He doesn't need to get overly aggressive because he's so confident in his recovery speed. So I thought yeah. that he did everything that, that I wanted to see. And then I also love who's playing right now for overdrive, Tarvik Stevenson. You know, big 6'1", 190-pound kid that can run. I'm watching him, you know, yeah. just run down the field with some of these fast guys uh, from Bo Nix's team, Pickens and uh, Hazelwood. And Tarvik Stevenson, man, he looks the part. He plays the part. Those are two guys that probably my two favorite corners this week. And then, again, I know you love this one. You know, I got to throw some love. Elias Ricks, again, as a 2020 kid, was probably a top three corner for me. So smart, competitive, yeah. long, athletic. He makes plays. He made a ton. Had a ton of PBUs, pass breakups. I thought he was really yeah. good. And stick with the West Coast theme for a second. I thought Max Steele, or excuse me, uh, Max Williams. Max was Williams. As good a nickel Absolutely. corner. Max Williams. As good, as good a nickel corner out there. Again, no one gets their hands on as many balls as Max. So smart and patient. He's really good, especially anything in front of him where he can see it and break on it. I thought Max was really good at any kind of, you know, those kind of routes. And so, uh, some of the, those, some of my quick observations, Keith. Why don't you jump ahead? Yeah, no, that was that was good, GB. Uh, I want to add one to that group. I think a keen dent uh, from South Florida. I thought he was really good. Uh, made a lot of plays on the football. Loved him in drills. I didn't see Stingley much on the field in terms of competition, but I saw I did watch him thoroughly in drills. And man, what a body that kid has! I mean, that in the most masculine way. I mean, it, it really <laughs> it concerns me a little. I mean, the guy has traps that sit up on his ears. And um, he looks like he's been training since he was about seven years old. And I'm wondering if he's going to grow out of being a corner and kind of be more of a one-high free safety. I'd love to see that uh, because I hear he's a, not here. I watched the tape. He's a physical kid. But he's got what a body. He's, got a, he's put together like you want to see it, not in college, probably on the next next level. I mean, shoulders and traps and long arms, big hands. I mean, he's a terrific-looking athlete. He looked great in drills. Again, I would talk about Akeem Dan. He's got elite quickness and speed and ball skills. I love his instincts as a playmaker. Like you said, Max Williams in the slot. He's just a guy that can go both ways. That's the thing. I can open up left. I can open up right. I can stay square on guys. I can be patient. Uh, Max, he can get his hands on ball. Understands route running. Understands alignment by receivers and what they expect, how to anticipate, and be able to break on the football. It's interesting you mentioned Tyreek Stevenson earlier in the week when I was just kind of watching TV. I said, who is this kid right here? And somebody said, hey, man, that's Tyreek Stevenson. I mean, man, man, I really like the way he moves. He's so smooth. There's no hitches. It's giddy up. I mean, his hips are fluid. Really opens up, stays low, but he's got a long frame. Like I said, about 6'1". He's got terrific size. So Tyreek Stevenson, I'm going to go with you, Greg. I really like the way he looks 
early in the week. Didn't get to see him much on the field competition, but just in drills, he looked different than everybody else. So, uh, yeah, that's my group as well. I thought Chris Steele actually at safety. Uh, I thought he looked really good at safety. And this is something that I've been a proponent of in the past. I think with his, his football IQ, his aggressiveness as a tackler, his ability to be vocal and kind of get the back end into the coverage and make sure everybody's on the same page, I think he could be an elite safety prospect if he ever chose to do that. And uh, I actually think that's where his future is going to lie moving forward. He may not want to hear that, but that's just my honest assessment, GB. Yeah, I, I know for a fact he doesn't want to hear that, but I, I totally agree with you. And, and watching him in this setting, I, I love him as a free safety. He's got every quality you can want in a free safety from, again, being highly intelligent, from being a guy who can get his guys in the right, lined up right in the right spot. He's a, you know, he's a talker. Uh, he's tough. He's physical. He's he's got range. So I, I love him as a free safety. But again, you know he he's, he's all about playing corner right now. Speaking of safety, you know, another guy I filled the bench sheet was Kyle Hamilton, who's all up six four and one ninety. And this guy just made a ton of plays. As well, uh, every time I was watching him, he had like a, a pass breakup or an interception. A guy covers a ton of ground, and he's committed to Notre Dame. I asked the Notre Dame guys, "Hey, linebacker?" And they're like, "No." He's, they want him at safety. I'm like, 6'4", 190? I'm like, dude, no. They, they think he's going to be a really, really good safety down the, down the line. So uh, Kyle Hamilton, another guy who really caught my eye. I also like Trent McDuffie. I, I, Tom got beat for a, a touchdown or two, but he was in perfect coverage. Got moving to receiver later on. His team lost a couple receivers for kind of some disciplinary reasons. So Trent went over to receiver, but I think his upside is really high as a future cover corner. Trent McDumbie is an elite athlete. You can understand the transition he can make the offense. Like you said, the guy's got terrific feet, terrific ball skills. Showed that last year at Servite as a receiver. And, you know, bigger than bigger than what I remember. You know, he's kind of, you know, he's out of track now. He looks like he's put on a little bit more muscle, a little bit more weight, moving around with some thickness. And, and that's important, GB, because when you hit that ground, which inevitably you're going to do in football, that body can't cringe up. You can, those bones can't break. you got to thicken up a little bit to so be able to take a little bit of the pounding from the ground, from opposing players. you got to be durable and be available for your team to make plays to be an elite prospect in my eyes. Elite prospects are not always guys who are getting hurt and sitting out. So, Trent McDuffie, no, 100%, 100%. putting on that weight, looks, looks, he looks really good. I thought he looked fast out here. That track has really helped him, no doubt about it. I think that about, does that about do it, Keith? Is that our, is that our breakdown of this year's Nike opening finals in Dallas, Texas? Yeah, yeah, no, it is, GB. I mean, your prediction coming in, who'd you have kind of winning? Did you have Rattler winning in the deal? I know, honestly, did. I, didn't, I didn't make a prediction. I, didn't, I, I thought these were the two best okay. teams when I saw the roster. I didn't, I didn't make a prediction. I think I thought, I thought Bo Nix, just because he plays so much more 7-on-7, seven seven, I think they're losing yeah. right now, right? They're losing 19-8, to eight, but yeah, I, I just saw the roster yeah. of receivers, and, and Bo Nix plays so much 7-on-7, seven seven, so I thought, you know, he's going he's gonna to lead his team. But right now, it's Spencer Rattler, who does not play a ton of 7-on-7, seven seven, and Bo Nix yeah. got picked. So right yeah, he's now, struggling. He's, uh, he's struggling. Game overdrive, led by Spencer Rattler, is looking very, very good with about 12 minutes to go. So, um, yeah. Yes, uh, Bo Nick struggling a little bit in this championship game, making some poor decisions with the football late down the middle, under-throwing balls. Uh, he's got a loaded receiving group with Hazelwood and Dominic Blaine, like two kids from Georgia, but they look like they're going to be going down here. Spencer Rattler, man. He, uh, he is who I thought he was, a guy yeah. with championship medal, right? When the game's on the line, championship's on the line, he's going to stand tall. 
uh, a two-time state champion in football and in basketball. And uh, that, that's coming through here, here at the opening as this thing's winding down. There's 12 minutes left. His team's up by 11. And he's just jump, dumping it off into the flat on the swing route, moving the chain, moving the sticks. Spencer Rattler, the Oak, you commit, ready to take over and take charge once Kyler Murray moves on and probably goes to play baseball. Coach Lincoln Riley probably sitting down listening to the Transparent Truth right now, smiling, thinking about Boomer Sooner future. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, man, Rattler, you can just you can just tell, man, he knows he's good. I'm not calling him cocky, man. He just got that confidence about him. It's not an inward yeah. confidence, man. He's, he's, he shows it out there. And, I mean, they're going from Baker Mayfield to, to Rattler in a couple of years, not to skip over Kyle Murray. But, man, Rattler's good. It just... He is so much better, much a better pure thrower than I expected to see at the Elite 11 a couple weeks ago and then out here today, this whole week. Uh, you know, he's the real deal, no doubt about it. The poise, I think that's what jumps out, the poise, man. He just, he's, he's calm, he's under control, man, he's making great decisions. So, uh, that's going to kind of do it. We're going to kind of wrap it up. Uh, wait, you know what, GB, I think, I think we see a guest. I think we got a guest over here. Let me take a little walk over. None other. Hey, Gene. Hey, Gene. Kyle Gene Ford is in the building. Hey, Gene, we're recording the Transparent Truth right now. Come here. We're on right now. Come here, Gene. GB, I got Kyle Gene Ford over here. And, Gene, you're our MVP. Even though you're not a quarterback and you guys didn't win the opening, you are our MVP here at the opening. I got Greg Biggins on the line. We're recording here live. And I'm, I'm going to give you the phone. Greg's probably got some questions. And uh, go ahead and answer them. What's up, sir? Hey, Kyle. No, so like Tita just said, man, most dominant player this week usually goes to the quarterback or usually goes to a team that's in the championship game. But I, I think you might have set some records for most catches, most touchdowns. One of the best, if not the best, wide receiver performance I've ever seen at an opening final. Dude, congratulations. It was awesome watching you all week, man. You had a lot of fun out there. It was fun watching you. So congrats, Kyle. You did. You absolutely killed it out here. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Is your body okay? You have to be, oh. got to be a little tired, a little rundown right now. Oh, I'm not going to lie. My body is dead. I am sore. They had us playing all those games yesterday. And today we had a bunch of games and then, uh, a couple of our kids got hurt, so I had to really pick it up and uh, really do my thing for this tournament for our team. So uh, I'm a little tired. My body's a little tired, but I just need a little bit of rest, and I'll be fine. So Kyle, let's get real for a second. I know you're a competitive guy. I want you to be totally transparent. Was your goal coming in this week not just to kind of have fun or not just to fit in? Did you want to kind of prove that you are the number one receiver in the country? Is that the goal? Oh, definitely. I mean, I came into this thing, like, Mr. Biggins, you know me. Like, that's I don't <laughs> come here to just play around. Uh, I mean, I feel like the number one spot was up for grabs at this tournament, so I just wanted to prove to everyone and let people know just, just like, that. I, like, I don't know, put a little respect on my name a little bit type of deal. So uh, I feel like I proved that a little bit, so uh, I'm really happy. And now you and Ryan Helensky, it's, it's almost like you guys know each other, you know, previously or something. It's almost like you guys have some kind of weird chemistry, but you guys were just really clicking. What's it like playing with Ryan? Um, it's ridiculous. Honestly, sometimes, like, some stuff would be drawn up, and we would kind of switch it up a little bit, and it would be like, Ryan, okay. And I didn't even have to tell him, to be honest. I didn't even have to tell him. Just in the middle of the play, he would just check, okay, boom, and then just throw it somewhere else, and then I would just, he would just let me do what I do. 
So that, that was really good. Thank God he was here. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, come on, I know you're probably eating right now. You got to, you got to get your body rested. Probably going to see what Saturday at the uh, the big Edison Huntington Beach Battle of the Beach tournament. So go get your rest, yes, man. Sir. Always been catching up. Congrats on a great tournament, buddy. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you. You got it. Where else can you have the MVP, the opening, Kyle Gene Ford here on the Transparent Troop Team. We appreciate you. Go get you something to eat. Get you some rest. The Orange Lutheran High School 2019 wide receiver, a special talent, a great young man, and an unbelievable tough heart to really battle it out through the fatigue, through the stress of having wide receivers down, make plays in clutch situations, and really take over the event. I thought between him and Kayvon Thibodeau, they took over the event, and uh, it was, I really, really feel blessed to even be able to watch that. GB. It was a special performance by both guys. No, and throwing Spencer Rattler, Keith, that's called a West Coast takeover, baby. Just domination. You, you're right about that. So, hey, this is going to do it for the Transparent Truth. Really quickly, uh, I want to remind everybody about our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. Always here on the Transparent Truth. Please join us every Wednesday and Friday as we drop the hottest high school football podcast in the nation. For my man, Greg Biggin, it's your boy, Coach Keith. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.